You're listening to the Pajama Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Romerl. I'm so excited for you to be here and learn with me today. Grab a notebook and a pen, and let's get down to business. Hello, happy Easter. Easter is one of my favorite holidays because that means that springtime is here and people are spending their time outdoors again, which is the best thing about spring and summer, especially in the Midwest. If you're living somewhere where you don't have seasons, then you probably don't understand what I'm talking about. But if you ever take a trip to St. Louis, Missouri in early April, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. This Easter is a little bit different than every other Easter that I've lived through. We are socially distancing ourselves from our families, and I won't be able to sit around a table with my grandparents, which is really hard for me, Um, especially as a new wife. I want to start building these traditions with a family of my own soon, and it's, it's heartbreaking to know that a lot of families won't be able to do this this year. A quick little PSA before we get started. Um... The coronavirus pandemic has been really heavy on my heart recently, and I want everyone to know that if there is something that I can do to help you, um, I want you to reach out, and I will help do my best to serve you however that I can. I read a stat today that said that one in nine Americans that had a job in February are now unemployed, and that is not only shocking to know that something can happen this fast, but it's incredibly sad, and I know that it's happening globally. So if you're somewhere outside of America and you're listening to this, um, just know that I would love to serve you as well, and I know that your numbers are are drastically increasing just like America's are. And it's, like I said, it's shocking to know that this can just happen like the flip of a switch. The Bold Professionals Network is still being built and we still have a Facebook group that is growing. Um, And so I would definitely recommend hopping on over there. I jump on to Facebook lives every once in a while and kind of chat about what I'm hearing in the economy and in the job world. Um, I will try to put forth any advice that I do have right now. And when this new program opens up that I'm very slowly but surely working on, um, I will make sure to extend that to all of you as well because I know that it'll be, it'll be something that will be able to serve anyone. Um, it will be incredibly low ticket. I know I keep saying the words low ticket in all of my podcasts, but I just, I want you to know that as a recent college graduate, a new wife, someone who's still living with their parents and trying to build a marriage, like I understand what it's like to be in debt and to not have the resources to try to make yourself better, but still have the passion and the will to make yourself better. And so for that, I am grateful for all of you. I'm grateful that you are listening to this and growing a little bit every day. And that is the the conclusion of my soapbox. Um, If you need anything, please do not hesitate to reach out. You know where to find me, Instagram, Facebook, my email, alexismromerl at gmail.com. Today on the show, we will be continuing our April series of how to work from home. I was so lucky to sit down with a woman named Wendy Poo, who is a Canadian, and you know that I have a special place in my heart for Canadians, and she works in Toronto, and she's currently working from home because of the crisis, and so she is building up her business, 
and working her nine to five at the same time. And so I thought that her angle would be really interesting to just kind of listen to how she does things. Um, she has some really big plans and currently the coronavirus crisis is kind of putting a halt on those plans. So she takes life a little bit looser than I do and she's very go with the flow, but I think that her way of working from home will speak to some people in the sense that mine maybe didn't. I am a structured person. I do really enjoy structure and I need a schedule and Wendy someone that kind of doesn't really need a schedule. So happy Easter, happy Sunday, do something great for yourself today. And without further ado, here is my conversation with IG business coach, Wendy Pooh. Okay, Wendy, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Hey guys, my name is Wendy. Um, I have a background in business and computer science, um, but I knew I didn't want to become a programmer, started nine to five, realized that you know, I didn't want to be my manager when I look over to my left and look at my manager's life. Um, so that's basically why I started my online journey, went through a couple different rabbit holes to figure out what I wanted to do, and finally landed on my dream niche, which is I'm an IG business coach and I help new coaches start their coaching business and get their first few clients through organic Instagram strategies. That's really cool. So tell me a little bit about your um, your rabbit holes that you went in before you found that you liked Instagram business coaching mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. So I think in the very beginning, I, I'm pretty sure I saw like a Facebook ad for um, bucket list bombshells, which is like a course and you learn how to do like graphic design, um, VA stuff, social media management. I also spent a month like researching Amazon FBA and drop shipping. So it was just like a the very beginning was just like, okay, I want to work online. What can I do? And then I looked through all of those options for and a good few months. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely understand that. When I was talking to a business coach, I was like, how do I know like what my niche is? And okay. she's like, you literally just think of yourself and what you need. And I was like, oh my God, I need everything. I need so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was really difficult because I feel like I had like a multi-passionate curse I was like, oh, I like design. And I was like, oh, I like social media too. And then I was like, oh, but it's so cool to create a product. And then that took a really long time to figure out what made the most sense and when. (laughs) And how long were you in your nine to five before you decided that it was like time to leave? Mm, So I'm actually still in my nine to five because it's very flexible and I work from home. So that kind of allows me to do my um, like coaching business as well at the same time. Um, but I do plan on quitting in the next like two or three months because I'm planning on traveling. Um, I was planning on traveling in September, but I don't know if that's going to happen at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still the timeline that I'm sticking to. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so just like a little piece of advice from you to our listeners, if they are looking for their ideal audience, where do you usually find yours? Um, So I think it really depends on what type of niche you're in and what kind of coaching or what kind of service you provide. So for example, because I like Instagram is my platform and I love Instagram and I teach people how to use Instagram, I generally find people either on Instagram or occasionally Facebook because some like more traditional or older coaches are usually on Facebook 
um, and Facebook groups are also really great to connect with people and find people who are in your niche, like all literally in those same Facebook group. Um, so I do like that. And then I obviously use Instagram, but then um, like, for example, if someone is a career coach, then maybe they would use LinkedIn. So it, I think it's just dependent on, you know, where your audience is. And for me, that tends to be Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, that definitely makes the most sense. So as a business owner, what are some of the struggles that you face every day? Mm, okay, so struggles. I think when a lot of people start when they're in your in their nine to fives. Um, so part of it is like the mindset of like having to split your attention is really annoying because I yeah. think a lot of nine to fivers are like, oh, I wish I could just work on my business because for most of us, it's what we're more passionate about. Um, it's a lot more creativity, a lot more fun. Um, so having to split your attention, I think is really annoying. So it's definitely a mindset shift in the sense that like, I don't hate my nine to five. I love it because it allows me to, you know, invest in my business, right? So making that mindset shift was big for me because in the beginning it was like, oh, this is such a drag. I have to do my nine to five before I can work on my business and stuff like that. Um, I think another thing is for nine to fivers is having the time or figuring out the time to work on your business because a lot of people, um, I think now it's easier if since everyone is working from home mainly, but um, if you are commuting to your nine to five, it's difficult to, you know, find the time in a sense or it's like you come home and you feel dead tired and it's like you have like no creative juices left in your brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I think that's definitely one of the struggles as well yeah yeah have you ever like something that I've struggled with and like honestly so as like a professional developing career coach like I talk to a lot of clients that are like, well, I'm not technically qualified for this job. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm not technically qualified for this job either, but we rock it and we do it together. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me about your imposter syndrome and how you feel, you know, switching from your nine to five where it's like you feel safe and you know that like you can, you're technically quote qualified for this, but you're technically qualified to be an Instagram coach too. Mm-hmm. And go through that a little bit. Yeah, so that was a really long process for me because I didn't think of it as imposter syndrome at that time. I was like, I thought of it as like I had a multi-passionate curse, like I mentioned earlier, which is why I couldn't decide on what I wanted to do. But at the end, like as I was moving out of it, I realized that it was actually imposter syndrome and self-doubt because I thought that I couldn't be an Instagram coach unless I had successfully built another business on Instagram. Um, but then what kind of pulled me out of that was I realized that I know so much more about Instagram than your average, like new coach. So there was no reason that I couldn't impart my knowledge on them. So that process really took me a long time because I thought like, you know, people were like, Oh, you should, um, you know, start actually have a successful business on Instagram before you coach them how to start a business. Um, so that like, because there were other people that said that, that really kind of forced me to, in a sense, hide from what I really wanted to do. And what I learned from that experience was when you're not aligned with what you're doing, you're not going to be putting in like a hundred, 110% of your effort, and you're not going to see the results and the success that you want because your heart isn't in it. Um, so because like the first time I did a launch, I didn't see like 
no one signed up, <laughs> that's when I realized that my heart wasn't in it. And that's when I realized that I really needed to, you know, go back to like do some inner work and figure out what it is that I actually want to do. And that's when I realized that it was actually imposter syndrome that was stopping me from doing what I wanted to do. Right. And I can, that totally is resonating with me. And I feel like, honestly, that like there are so many joys to owning your own business and like in making your own schedule and doing all those freedom things that everyone mm-hmm. talks about. Yeah. But I feel like some of my greatest joys as a business owner are just like conquering imposter syndrome by figuring things out with my clients. Like mm-hmm. there are certain times when I, I don't know the answer right off the bat and we figure it out together. And I feel like that A, conquers imposter syndrome on its own and B, mm-hmm. just makes you feel like so, so fulfilled, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I think um, one of the best things is kind of like when your client sends you a message being like, you know, I had an inquiry or like I have another client or like anything like that. It's amazing because, you know, like you've spent so much time building your business and you're finally realizing that you're actually doing something that is impacting someone's life. And I think that is definitely one of the most rewarding things about being in coaching. Yeah, I do too. Um, okay, so let's just get down to why we're actually here, which, you know, I have to have that outline, otherwise I will go right off the rails. But um, <laughs> so you work from home in your nine to five and you work from home as your business, in your business. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I am also experiencing this for the first time, which I tried to explain a little bit on my most previous um, podcast, but it's it's tough to break up your your time, like you were saying earlier, and walk me through a little bit about your routine. Like, what do you do in the morning to make yourself feel like it's really a real day while you're not commuting? Because have you ever mm-hmm. commuted to work before? Yeah, for like two months, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like in my personal experience, commuting to work is like, that's where my mindset shifts from like home life to work life. And like without a commute, mm. it's it's so strange. Tell me how you, mm-hmm. how do you get through that? So I remember when I first started working from home, um, I had no routine. I literally like rolled out of bed at 8.55 a.m. and then opened my laptop at night. <laughs> and it was terrible because you don't have that process of like, you know, waking up, um, writing down your thoughts, you know, like figuring out what your type priorities are for the day. So that's what I like to do now is I wake up, um, I do my morning coffee. So I always drink iced latte. And that is like my cue. It's like, you need to like, wake up, (laughs) (laughs) like stop sleeping. Um, And then I do like my top three priorities. So I'm currently trying out the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. And I really like it because it has like daily pages. And then you can write down your top three priorities. And then you can write down like the rest. So that is really helpful for me because this is, it's like, you know, even if my life that day is a mess, like I know I need to get my big three done. And that's really important because that means you're still moving forward, even if you're super busy. Um, So I like doing that. And then I would just, you know, go into like working on whatever I'm working on. Um, And because I'm doing a nine to five and my um, coaching business, it's not as like rigorously blocked out that's why I like doing that big three because then I can like loosely plan my day day by day without 
blocking out like Monday, I'm doing this Tuesday, I'm doing this kind of thing. Oh, that's a great idea. I, cause I'm technically still in my nine to five also. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I totally get it. Like I'm, I would rather do my business, but I can't because like, if I don't have my nine to five, I'm not investing into my business. Like the whole, it's like the chicken or the egg thing. It's like, do I Mm -hmm, wait mm -hmm. or do I go? Um, and I have learned that like, if I start super early in the morning at like seven, that mm-hmm. by noon, I feel comfortable switching gears. Like, how do you mm. turn on, like, you can switch gears so quickly? Like, it, it, I have to completely shift my mind. Like, I get up, walk around my office, sit back down in my chair, and I'm like, okay, different topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I tried to do this in the morning where, like, I look at my calendar and was like, these are the meetings that I have for today. Like, this is the time that I'm going to work on certain tasks. And then I like add in my business stuff in there as well. So I'm kind of working on both at the same time. Um, But then in terms of taking breaks, I definitely go out and like for a walk, especially now it's much nicer because it's not so cold here in Canada. So I've been doing a lot of walking because like it's honestly, I feel (laughs) a little bit, subconsciously trapped because of the situation we're in so I try to go on a lot of walks even though like we're not really trapped um but yeah I think that really kind of trapped (laughs) (laughs) yeah not fully yet hopefully not hopefully we won't be but right (laughs) yeah so I definitely like use walks as um use walks as like kind of breaking that up before um, this whole thing though, when I was working, working from home, I usually like switch, um, locations. Like I would go to the cafe nearby for like two hours, or I would, um, go to my condo has like a lounge area that you can work in. I would go there for a few hours. So I used to change locations and now I just go on walks since we can't really go to the cafe. <laughs> yeah. That is such, isn't it such a bummer? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So talk to me about your, like your shutdown time, because when I first started working from home, which was like a month ago, Mm -hmm. I would work for like 13 hours because I didn't have, it wasn't like on purpose. Like it was like, oh my God, I'm such a workaholic. It was just like, I didn't have that commute to like switch my brain. And so I would just go and then I would eat dinner and then I would work again. And Mm -hmm. my husband was like, you can't do this. Like you are, you're like a robot. And (laughs) so I had to like put a shutdown time Mm -hmm. every night, like right before dinner, like no more work after dinner. And I think that's a testament to like, yeah, I love my business, but it's also like I need to learn how to separate work from my home life, even though I'm working at home. Like, how, talk to me about your your shutdown. Yeah, I'm trying to think about like before, like this whole thing, but I can't really remember. So I'm just going to talk about it now. <laughs> um, I honestly, I work a lot too. I think just for anyone who's in their nine to five and building their business is like, that's kind of the norm. And I think what's lovely is that we don't find it overwhelming because we're so excited about building our business so like when you tell people you work all the time they're like huh like who are you and I'm like oh is this not normal (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but like now I try to my well since my boyfriend is also like 
home these days. It like he serves as the reminder that you know I need to do some other things. <laughs> so yeah, like Aaron was like, "You are literally like a walking computer. Like, can you please just put your face out of your laptop?" And I'm like, "I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm addicted to it. I have to keep going." Mm. Yeah, it's tough, but I think like when he's like physically there walking around, I'm like, oh, I should, you know, like step away for a moment. So that like I actually am quite similar to you. Like I need that physical reminder. Um, but then a lot of the times I feel like I just I don't really have a specific like downtime. It's more like dependent on my mood. Like one day I'll feel like kind of overwhelmed and then I, I might stop working at like six and then just read or like watch TV or something. Um, but other times I might be working until later because I feel inspired. So I really like, I feel like I should get it, like get a routine in place, but I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, to each their own <laughs> happening right now. If you're not turning into a, a robot, it doesn't matter. You know, you can, you have a little, yeah. more mm-hmm. I do try to do more like of the personal development stuff later in the night though. Um, cause I'm currently doing like a mindset program, So I do like the coursework for that and like the reflection stuff towards the end of the night where it's like, you know, more quiet and less like I need to be creating stuff. Um, So I think that's a little bit better in terms of like getting yourself in the mood to go to sleep. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So you were talking a little bit through our outline about your friend who's doing like a co-working space for women in Toronto. Tell me about that. Oh yeah. So, so there's a co-working place in Toronto called um, Make Lemonade. So because of, because everything's shut down, they're doing an April like work from home challenge kind of thing, which is really nice because they are hosting co-working calls, like um, calls where you can just chat and get ideas and feedback from other people. They have some workshops happening and that's all through Zoom. So I joined that just to like meet some other people because it's quite lonely to work from home all the time. Yeah. Um, And I'm really excited for that because that is starting this week. Yeah, there's a there's a networking event that happens like in our little town um, all the time, like once every week or once every two weeks or something like that on Wednesdays. And Mm. because of all of this lockdown business that's going on, um, they moved it to WebEx, which is Mm -hmm. like kind of like Zoom. I actually like Zoom better, but um, (laughs) yeah. Um, But it's really cool because we can still do all of our networking and talking and everything, um, but we're not, you know, putting ourselves at danger. So I, I definitely would recommend that to anyone who's not, or who's feeling lonely in their work from home space to, yeah. to, to branch out. I mean, you can literally like type into your Facebook search bar, like networking, like virtual networking and, and mm-hmm. so many people pop up. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I guess, organizations and companies that are doing that now. And I think it's really, really great to get that social interaction. And it's like really awesome to just run your ideas by some, some random person as well. So they can give you some feedback and it's always nice to hear um, a different point of view. Yeah. yeah. So I guess to kind of close this out a little bit, um, what would be your number one tip to someone who is working from home for the first time? Okay. So 
<laughs> this one's really Or your number two and one or whatever. Okay. I, the first thing that popped into my head was make sure you have healthy snacks because the first like couple months I was working from home, I would get bored. And you know how like if you're working in a nine to five, you get bored and you get up and you walk and you go talk to your coworkers for five minutes yeah. or you go for like a coffee run. I just end up going to the kitchen and <laughs> to the fridge like every like hour. It was bad. <laughs> so um super random but having healthy snacks would be amazing um other than that I don't know I feel like I'm an introvert so I didn't really ever have problems with working from home but I think the co-working space can be co-working calls can be really helpful for people who kind of need more social interaction yeah I definitely would agree with that yeah well Wendy um I guess Instagram is the best place for the listeners to find you correct yep all right i'll make sure to put everything in the show notes including the link is there some way that our listeners can get the full focus planner too yes i believe so i think it's on amazon okay um, so i'll find that yeah and put that and in the show you can just order off their website if you're okay. american i don't know if they ship to canada Okay, I'll do that. Who knows what who is even shipping right now anyways. That's true. Um, <laughs> so I'll make sure that everyone can get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you about um, your business coaching platform. And Sounds then if good. anyone has any inquiries about, you know, your work from home structure, I, I like mm-hmm. your, you're just like, whatever happens, happens, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think like because I'm not, like I don't foresee myself being in the same location in for the next year that I'm like not even bothering with creating a routine that's so that that makes so much sense we, there's so much uncertainty that it's just like whatever we're going with the flow we're working yeah. from home I have yeah. a desk in my kitchen <laughs> awesome well thank you so much Wendy and I hope we can have you back in the near future mm-hmm. I would love to be back thank you so much for having me